You are now listening to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Think of your next destination, then having a local share of the best places to stay, eat, drink, and what to do. Time is money, and these ladies are saving you time and preventing you from looking like a tourist. Here are your hosts, Katie Hilton and Stephanie Gerard. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. We're your host, Stephanie Gerard. And Katie Hilton. And this week we are going to Charlottesville, Virginia. And we had the pleasure of speaking with Annalise Lemieux Kaplan today. In 2012, she started her blog, Southern Belt in Training, where she would talk all things fashion, travel, and lifestyle. And impressively over the years, turned what originally was a hobby into a side hustle and creative business. Yes, she's one of the OGs and such an inspiration. So in addition to running a successful blog, she is a morning radio show host for a local radio station. Not to worry, you'll hear shortly just how fantastic she is on the mic. She has impeccable style and great taste in food. And I can't wait for y'all to hear all about the wineries and different experiences you'll have at each one. Clearly that was my favorite part of the episode. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode where we hear where to stay, dine, drink, and play for your lovely weekend getaway in Charlottesville, Virginia. What an intro. But before we get into the episode, I have to share our city fun fact. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. Okay. Did you know that the movie Evan Almighty was filmed <laughs> in Charlottesville, Virginia. I did, mm-hmm. um, but only because I also looked up a fun fact. And that was yours. That's why I didn't want you to look up one because I knew it was you were going to find out. No, so I found four that I – well, three really that I was like, I'm not sure which one she's talking about. So for the listeners, um, I said that I was going to go find a fun fact too, and then you said – if I find a fun fact, it's most likely yeah. going to be yours. I wasn't sure if you were going to say, so the other two that I saw was that Dr. Pepper, I think was created in Charlottesville and that Tina Fey graduated from UVA, but also another one was that Thomas Jefferson invented the swivel chair. But back to your original fun fact, I've actually never seen Evan Almighty. I heard really? that it was an awful movie and that it costs more to film the movie than they actually made but I love Steve Carell so I'm not gonna hate on it that's okay wait now I'm like very curious let's see the Rotten Tomatoes score Rotten Tomato Evan Almighty hmm okay so the people have spoken Rotten Tomatoes it's a 23 23- 23%. So yeah, pretty low. I can't say that I really, I mean, I saw the movie. I know that and I don't really remember much of it, but I know that you love Steve Carell. So I'm surprised that you haven't seen it. I know, but, um, too busy watching the office, too busy watching the office, too busy watching Shit's Creek. Um, I think the reason I knew that Evan almighty didn't mm-hmm. do well is because I watched in between two ferns with Steve Carell and Zach Galifianakis gave him like a dig about Evan almighty. I forgot about the in between the fern. Th- those were pretty funny. They were so funny. And he went to NC State. Ooh, go pack. But back to Charlottesville. And we'll get more into this when we talk with Annalise in the episode. But I think it's super cool that Dave Matthews has a winery in Charlottesville for all those DMB fans out there. Not a huge Dave, oh. Dave Matthews band. Really? Fan. I went to PNC Arena, which is the arena in Raleigh, with a guy that I used to work with as a date. Ooh, to Ryan, see- disclaimer, don't get jealous. <laughs> Trigger warning. He has nothing on Ryan. But 
it was not like a fun concert. It was inside. And I think it kind of ruined it for me. Was it, did it just like reek of weed? That's what I no, think of when just, I hear of like David Matthews concerts. I just think of just a bunch of people getting high and a bunch of ants marching. All you hear is the ants marching. Well, we're going to march right into this episode. Like I said, let's get into today's episode where we hear where to stay, dine, drink, and play for your next lovely getaway in Charlottesville, Virginia. All right, everyone, we are here in Charlottesville, Virginia with local Annalise Lemu Kaplan. Annalise, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we get into the local lowdown of Charlottesville, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are. Absolutely. Thank you both so much for the warm welcome. My name is Annalise, and I've been here in Charlottesville for just over three years, getting close to three and a half. I moved here for my job in radio broadcasting. I'm currently a morning show co-host for Z95.1 here in the area, also working as music director for the station. Outside of radio, I have a really fun side hustle. I have a lifestyle and travel blog called Southern Bell and Training that I've run for almost nine years, which is so crazy to say that. And that keeps me very busy outside of my radio day job. Okay, let's talk about being a radio host. Is it live? It is live. Yes, different from this podcast. That's incredible. Have you ever like dropped the F bomb or like just like froze up? Like, no F bombs because I would be fired immediately. My company would be fined a lot of money because they take that very seriously, but absolutely freeze up. I mean, mistakes happen all the time in live radio and My go-to is just to laugh it off when it happens because, you know, you can't really go all deer in the headlights and freeze because then it's dead air. Um, But no, yeah, mistakes do happen. You just got to laugh through it and keep talking. That's crazy. Props to you because, you know, English is hard some days. Yes. The words just don't come out. For a living. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like one thing we've definitely learned doing this podcast. Sometimes we'll be talking and it's like, what did we just say? But we have the luxury. We can cut it out where you don't have that luxury. So yes. Props to you. So wait, so also talk, talk about your blog too. Are you from Charlottesville? Where are you from? I am not actually, I'm kind of a minority in Charlottesville in that I'm not originally from here. And I also have zero ties to UVA, University of Virginia, which is what brings most people here. So I'm kind of an anomaly. Um, I'm actually originally from Maine, from a small vacation area called Kennebunk, Kennebunkport. I've been there. Oh, yay. Isn't it lovely? It's so beautiful. We went there the summer after eighth grade. So it was, it's been a while, but it was so much fun. I'm so glad to hear that. I love going home to visit. It's just um, the Kennebunk area. It's a little small for what I was looking for in adult life and very rough winters. Um, so definitely go in the summer if you're going to visit. But no, I went to college down in Charlotte, North Carolina and started my blog freshman year, which is how it got the name Southern Bell and Training since I'm from up north and just have absolutely fallen in love with the South. I love it down here. And uh, moved to Charlottesville just over three years ago for this radio job opportunity. Have you have you learned any? Do you have any tips of how becoming a Southern Belle? Oh gosh, I think um, honestly the biggest thing that I've noticed moving from north to south, and this probably sounds really like a little bit cliche, but the Southern hospitality is so real. People <laughs> truly are a lot nicer 
you know, in the southern states and just more welcoming to newcomers overall. I don't know New England where I'm from. It's not that people are rude. They just tend to keep more than themselves. And I actually spent a year in Vermont right out of college for my first radio job. And Vermont, I noticed it even more up there than Maine where I'm from. Like it was very tough to make friends and feel settled in the community and just people were a bit more wary of outsiders. But um, down here, especially in Charlottesville, such a friendly area and easy to feel part of the community. It really is. When we like travel or, you know, go somewhere other than the east, south, sort of southwest part of the country it's just like oh people don't look at you on the streets and smile right Right. it's like like, okay I'm I'm sorry for looking at you I'll look at the yeah they're just a little rough around the edges yeah they're they're you know nice no new friends hashtag no new friends very true tell us why someone should consider planning a trip to Charlottesville Absolutely. There are so many reasons and it is just the perfect spot for a weekend getaway on the East Coast and Mid-Atlantic. So it's so funny. I had driven through Virginia tons of times prior to moving here, obviously being from Maine, going to school in the Carolinas, you know, you drive down 81 through a lot of Virginia, but had never been to Charlottesville or sadly really even heard much of it until of course the tragic events that happened in 2017, which we're all familiar with. So Let me just say first and foremost, what happened in that, you know, awful, awful isolated incident is not at all a reflection of the Charlottesville that I've lived in and come to love. People here are incredible. And it's kind of sad, you know, that that um, is probably how a lot of people like myself were introduced to this area. But no, Charlottesville is incredible. It's located right in the middle of the state of Virginia, making it an easy destination, whether you're coming from north, south, east or west. It's a city of about 50,000, so it's not a super small town, but definitely not a large city either. And it's home to the University of Virginia, the flagship university for the state. UVA is very historic, founded, of course, by Thomas Jefferson. So the grounds are such an important part of town and students and, you know, just being near a large college brings a lot of culture to the area. And uh, we're also the Napa Valley of the East Coast. There are tons (laughs) of wineries here, which I'm sure I'll get into more later. Mm -hmm. What's the best time of year to to visit? Okay. So y'all had sent me that question prior to this podcast. And I have literally been thinking about that ever since. And you're probably going to hate my answer, but every season is a great. Oh my gosh. No, that's great. And I'm not saying that in like a cheesy way. So I'll be honest, like I'm not a big winter person, hence why I don't live in New England anymore. But winter here, it's kind of perfect. Like we definitely get a winter and it does snow here, but not at all like it does up north. It's pretty sporadic and maybe one bad snow a year. With that said, winter things really do quiet down with tourism here. So it's a wonderful time to visit if you want to feel like Charlottesville is your very own city and like almost like a private experience. It's like you'll go to wineries in the winter and you and your friends might be the only ones there, which is like so so cool. You have it all to yourself. Spring is just stunning here in the mountains and in central Virginia, everything is in bloom. Spring is my favorite season to visit wineries because it's like warm and beautiful out, you know, like seventies and sunny, but you're not dealing with the summer humidity yet and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I will say if you come in the spring, make sure you look up what weekend graduation is at UVA. You do not oh, want to be smart. here during graduation because that takes over. That's a good tip. 
Summer is phenomenal as well. We have beautiful summers. It can get a little hot and humid and there's not a ton of water around, but don't let that discourage you from coming at all. Um, there's tons of outdoor events here in the summer. There's like live music at different venues around town, multiple nights a week with lots of free events and festivals. And also one of my favorite wineries has a special summer event, which I'll talk about later on. And then of course, fall, um, being in the mountains, we get great foliage better than other parts of the state. So if you are a big fall fan and maybe you aren't able to get up to like New England or the West Coast, Charlottesville is a great Southern destination to make the most of fall. And we also have an apple orchard here located on top oh. of a mountain. So that's a hot spot Ooh. in the fall. I would definitely be going there in the fall. I love the fall, the foliage, but to like go with that theme of graduation, I feel like if you're traveling in, you might want to be aware of like the football game schedule that currently bring, bring in like a big crowd. Yes. That is a great point as well. And for winter to the basketball game schedule, because oh, yeah. days, um, basketball we just won the championship yeah. in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. I say this like I'm a big sports fanatic. I'm not. <laughs> but when Charlottesville, you you support the Hoos. Yeah. Even if you're not in the yeah. So. Well, that's good that there's like no restrictions, you know, come, come any time of year. Yes. If you just, if you go on a whim, if you're like, hey, I want to go for the weekend. It's a great time, um, which is a good segue into our first segment, which is where to stay. So do you have any hotels that you would recommend or would you recommend the Airbnb scene? I'm sorry. Side cat. note, I love your cat. I have a cat too, and that's so cute. Um, she's, she's a little needy. She wants to go outside. Um, she's <laughs> not an outdoor cat, but she wants to go outside. Um, so yeah, tell us if there are any specific neighborhoods that we should be looking at. Oops. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I would say think about what do you want the purpose of your trip to be in Charlottesville. I will share a couple hotel recommendations, but both of them are located very centrally downtown, which is not super close to the winery scene at all. So most of the wineries are located in like the greater county area or even some in surrounding counties, which means that if you're staying downtown, it will be quite a hike to get to some of the wineries. Um, I mean, not like an all day trip, like 30, 40, 50 minutes away. But you know, that can add up if that's the focus. So if you really want this to be a winery trip, I would highly recommend looking at Airbnbs, especially those in the neighboring town of Crozet as Crozet is home to a lot of wineries. Um, Barbersville could be another location too. There's a little cluster of wineries in that very small town. So I would definitely say go the Airbnb route if you want your trip to have a wine or nature focus. Now, if you do want to spend more time exploring the Charlottesville downtown area itself or want to see UVA or maybe only go to like one or two wineries, not so much of a focus, there's two hotels I would recommend. The first being the Omni, which that one is located right at the one of the tail ends of Charlottesville's downtown mall, which is a pedestrian district. So it's this very long street, pedestrian only, filled with shops and restaurants and a couple small concert venues. And the Omni is located on the, I think it's the south end of the street. Maybe it's the north end, but it's at one of the tail ends. You know, Omni is a hotel brand kind of known for their high quality and stays, and you just couldn't pick a better location for walking downtown. The other hotel I'd like to recommend actually opened up in the faithful year of 2020, but they've managed Ooh. to do very, very well. And this one would be my top pick for bachelorette parties or girls weekends, anything where, you know, you're really feeling celebrating with your girlfriends. And that would be the Quirk Hotel of Charlottesville, which is about 
half a mile from the downtown mall. So a little further out than the Omni, but I mean half a mile. That's very easily walkable. Yeah. Quirk is an art themed boutique hotel. The original one is in Richmond and they opened Charlottesville last year. And everything is like pink and modern and artsy. It's an Instagram dream in there. And it's also home to Charlottesville's main rooftop bar. So super convenient. I actually just went to a bachelorette party at the Richmond Quirk, the original one, and it was just perfect for that. So I'd recommend Charlottesville as well. Oh, that's awesome. And what's kind of like the hotel range? And I know that that's definitely going to vary like in the fall, it's going to skyrocket probably, but which one is more about budget friendly? Absolutely. I would honestly say both of those are probably a little more on the higher end. And that is one thing you'll find about Charlottesville. Um, Despite the fact that it's not a super large city, it's not super cheap here. And I will, I will give that as a disclaimer. And that also goes for living here. Like rent costs here are very comparable, if not more than cities like Richmond and Virginia beach, which can be surprising. Um, Probably both of those hotels, I would guess off the top of my head run more like 200 ish a night. With that said, there are several cheaper properties around that you can still stay at that are, you know, clean and safe and nice. Um, a couple Hampton Inns. I stayed at one of those when I had my job interview trip here. Um, some Marriott properties. It's just those are more scattered in more, I guess, like random locations. Mm-hmm. I would honestly say, though, um, when I have looked at Airbnbs locally, I think you can do really well with Airbnb here, especially if you do pick one, like I said, in neighboring towns like Crozet or Barbersville, that probably would be the most economical. Cool. Okay. And I love the disclaimer that it might be a little pricey. It's good to know before you go on a trip somewhere. Absolutely. But okay. So now that we have a pillow for our heads, let's move on to our favorite segment, where to eat. So Annalise, what are your top three restaurants in town? Absolutely. So I'm going to start off with the most casual recommendation and then kind of work my way up from there. One of my absolute favorite spots, and this is a place that I've taken almost every friend that I've had come visit me the past few years. It's a very casual but fun little spot called Brazos Tacos, which by far has the best tacos in Charlottesville. I'll be honest with you. I think that a lot of the more traditional sit-down Mexican restaurants in town aren't the best. Like I'd say that Mexican food is an area overall that Charlottesville could improve on. Brazos is by far the exception, but the thing is they only do tacos. Like they know what they do and they do it well. It's located in a great neighborhood called Ix Art Park, which is filled with murals and public art displays. There's also a brewery over there. So like you can bounce from business to business. And at Brazos, um, they have a ton of specialty tacos, including breakfast ones all day. So that's kind of fun. But my favorite on the menu is the Philly cheesesteak taco, which oh my is gosh. so good. And like I said, it's a great, easy, casual spot, like great for a date or just like I always bring friends from out of town. It's just like an easy, casual lunch spot. Mm-hmm. So next up, I am a, oh, sorry. Wait, question. So like when you say only tacos, like no guac, no queso, no chips. They do chips, guac, mm-hmm. and queso, but they don't okay. do like burritos or quesadillas okay. or anything that you would find right. in like a sit down. It's kind of like Chipotle, like order at the counter, like Perfect. fun, casual vibes. Okay, fun. Thank you. Of course. Next up. So I am a huge Indian food snob. That is my favorite um, type of international cuisine. And I have tried all of the Indian restaurants in Charlottesville. And by far, the very best one is called Milan. Milan is located 
maybe about three or four miles from downtown. It's on Route 29, which is um, one of the main roads going in and out of the city. So a little bit further out, but I promise it is worth that three or four mile drive. Their Indian food is some of the best that I have ever had. The staff is incredible. And they often too, like if you make a larger order for dinner, they will throw in free dessert or like a free appetizer. Mm, Personal favorite dish is the chana masala, but I've tried so much there and you really can't go wrong at Milan. What's an Indian dessert? I don't think I've ever had one. Indian desserts are so fun and unique. A lot of them are like milk based. One of my favorites, they do a really good rice pudding or like fruit based desserts, but all really, really good. And then my last recommendation, I did want to share one restaurant in the downtown area since that's where a lot of the more high-end restaurants are. My favorite out of the downtown ones that I've tried would be Bang, which is an Asian tapas restaurant. How cool is that? Love a good tapa. We don't see a lot of those. Yeah. Right? Um, Charlottesville is actually a big area for tapas. There's a, a different one that focuses more on like Spanish and, you know, the traditional dishes that you would find, which that's actually my roommate's favorite restaurant, which is Moss. So I will, I will drop them in, but <laughs> Bang is my personal favorite. Um, they just do the most fun, like mini plates and experimental dishes made from like traditional Asian dishes at Bang. The two things I'd recommend would be the coconut rice and they do goat cheese dumplings, which are phenomenal. Oh, love to hear it. Yum. We love goat cheese. (laughs) Before we move on to what to drink, I have to ask because when I was doing research, this kept coming up and I want to know your thoughts about it. Bodo bagels. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I was going to drop that in myself before the end of our conversation. Okay. So they're worth the hype. I have never in my life seen a bagel place that has much of a cult following as Bodo's. And I really didn't understand it for like the first year that I lived here. I'm not, I'll be honest with y'all. I'm not a huge bagel person. Like I eat them, but like, I'd rather have a muffin or, you know, like a different type of item like that. Um, so when I first moved here, I tried the Bodo's bagels. I was like, this tastes like a bagel, like, you know, but now it's so funny now that I've been here three years, like I can totally taste the Bodo's difference. And I'm like, oh no, I'm becoming a bagel snob. Wow. Bodo's is a hyper local chain. They have three locations, but only in Charlottesville. They're not anywhere else. And they do all of their bagels, like a very New York style way. So a bit different than what you'd find at like Dunkin' Donuts or Panera, anywhere else that does bagels. And they also do incredible bagel sandwiches. The chicken salad is by far my favorite. It is incredible. And oh my gosh, the line at Bodo's every day. It's just like a Chick-fil-A drive-through line, you know, like wrapped around the building twice. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, I read that, which I don't, I don't know if I believe this, but maybe, maybe it's true that they sell 6,000 bagels a day. Oh, I believe it. Absolutely. That is bizarre. I've never thought of putting chicken salad on a bagel. Me neither. Right? I had never had that before trying it at Bodo's, but it is fantastic. And they, I mean, they can do every type of sandwich imaginable on a bagel, which is so fun. Um, I know too, like a lot of UVA alums, when they come back for reunions or just to visit grounds, they will like buy them by the dozen and then like bring them home Mm. and freeze them. So yeah. Yeah. And I read that they're super cheap too. Yes. Like 90 cents. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Like even the sandwiches are under $5. So yeah. And then last thing about, 
It is a steal. And last thing about Bodo's, I read that you can tell a tourist from a local by the way that they order their bagel and that locals don't order them toasted. Correct. They won't toast them there. Okay. So you heard it here first. Don't toast them unless you want to look like a tourist. (laughs) I like my bagels toasted though. Same. I'm with you there. Like I said, I'm not a bagel snob though. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not either, but sometimes if I go order I do love bagels, but sometimes I go order them and I don't specify that I want it toasted. And then I get home and I'm like, Oh, I wanted this toasted. (laughs) But, um, really quick before we do move on, um, do you have any brunch recommendations? Brunch recommendations. Um, the nook on the downtown mall is kind of fun. That's more, I would say like a traditional breakfast spot rather than brunch. Um, very like old school 1950s diner vibes. They do have phenomenal pancakes there. And if you're staying close to the downtown mall, that would be easily walkable to do. Um, Some sad news, my favorite spot for brunch actually closed during the pandemic. Um, That was more of like a traditional, you know, like brunch and mimosas type spot. So, um, and I haven't, I haven't been out to any others that I've liked yet. So, but I would definitely say the nook. Okay, cool. Let's move into the next round where to drink. So we all love to look forward to taking pictures of our cocktails while we're on vacation. So what are the best places to grab a cocktail or some wine um, outside of wineries? Cause I'm sure that's going to be a whole other segment. I'm so glad you specified outside of wineries. Cause I was about to start going way down the winery rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. my recommendations. So yes, let's talk about bars specifically in Charlottesville. So there's one that is um, very, very popular here. And I'm going to put a disclaimer that it's not my personal favorite, but nothing on the drinks. It's just more the vibe of the place isn't really my vibe, but I'm still going to recommend it because this place gets like top ratings on TripAdvisor, all the sites, and all of my best friends here are obsessed with it. So I'll totally admit like I'm the odd one out that it's not my vibe, but it's called the Alley Light and it's on the downtown mall. It is essentially like a modern speakeasy. Like you go through kind of like a secret door to get in there. And each year the bartenders at Alley Light, like they win so many local awards for their incredible cocktails. It is a restaurant as well. Like they do have a a smaller menu, but they're mainly known for the drinks. Um, The drinks are fantastic. I've loved everything um, every time I've been. And they'll also, they will make you a lot of drinks that aren't on the menu. Like you can tell the bartender what types of alcohol or, you know, add-ons and flavors you like, and they will make something. The reason that it's not my personal favorite, I mean, it's a speakeasy. It's very dark and moody in there. And that's not really my vibe. Like I would prefer to go to a rooftop or like a bar, like more of a club that has dancing, but um, Alley Light is very well regarded. So if you do like the speakeasy vibe, you should definitely go. Another place I would recommend is the rooftop bar at the Cork Hotel that opened last year. They do so many fun um, cocktails. They don't really offer like so much like the traditional drink names, but a lot of them are similar to traditional favorites. Like they might not call it a mojito or call it a cosmopolitan, but you'll be able to find something with their own fun, unique names and twists that taste like a drink that you really love. And they also do serve local wines at the Cork rooftop. A and random question. Yeah. How, do you know how many floors is in the Cork Hotel? That's actually, I'm glad you asked that. It's kind of funny. I believe it's only four or five floors. So when I say rooftop, it is not like the big city, you know, like a Charlotte, North Got Carolina. Yeah. Not at all that vibe. Um, you do get a bit of a view. Like you can see, you know, a little bit of the surrounding area, but there's actually no major like super tall buildings in Charlottesville. 
So nothing will be like towering above the clouds. Yeah, no, that's what I was wondering. I, I didn't picture it being like, you know, 16 stories high, but that's good because you're still getting a bird's eye view of of, of still the city, so. Oh, absolutely. And at Cork too, like if you happen to come in the winter or on a night when it's raining, they have a lovely bar in their hotel lobby downstairs that serves all the same drinks as the rooftop. So rain or shine, you can still enjoy drinking at the Cork. And then finally, my last one, Um, This was a favorite of mine before the pandemic, and I actually, I don't know yet if they have like fully reopened this part of their business, but um, I love like a night on the town dancing. Like that is totally my thing. When I drink, like I want to be with girlfriends like out where I can dance, not just sitting. And Charlottesville doesn't have a huge nightlife scene, but the one place that had kind of like club vibes that you were able to dance pre-COVID was a place called Rapture on the downtown mall, which is a full service restaurant and a pretty good restaurant at that. Um, But late at night on Fridays and Saturdays, they would clear out the restaurant part, bring in a DJ and have dancing and they have fantastic drinks. I do know the restaurant has reopened since COVID. I just, I'm not sure yet if they're doing like the dancing with the DJ on weekends, but if it resumes, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, Fingers Mm -hmm. crossed that'll be soon. Yes. What's your go-to cocktail? I'm a mojito girl myself. Um, although since moving here, a lot of times when I do go to um, bars or restaurants downtown, I just go with the local wines because I enjoy the winery culture so much. Yeah, which is a, with a good glass of wine. Yes, you can, yeah. which is a perfect segue. Let's talk about the wineries now. Yay, my favorite part of the interview. Um, Okay, so here's the thing, ladies. Before I moved to Charlottesville, I was not a wine drinker at all. I thought that all wine tasted like barefoot pink Moscato, which tastes like college regret. Um, So not a wine drinker at all. But when I moved here, I was shocked to learn, I made mention to this earlier, but the Charlottesville area really is becoming like the Napa Valley of the East Coast. There are, within our winery region, the Monticello AVA is... um, what our growing region is defined as, there are like over 60 wineries, which is insane. And about 40 of them are members of a prestigious organization called the Monticello Wine Trail, which provides like marketing and um, events for um, like the premier wineries in the area. And out of the 40 or so on the trail, I have been to, I think, 34, 35 of them. Okay, girl. (laughs) I've done pretty well. I have been, I've been to 40 Virginia wineries, but some of them are like in other parts of the state that I've been to. Wow. Okay. You need to have like a, like a a card or something that you can say that you've been to like all 30, all 40 or how many did you say? Yeah, like a wine passport. Yeah. Wine passport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, it has been so fun. I call it an adult scavenger hunt. That's what it's, yeah. called, you know, getting to check them all off. And you certainly like, it's taken me over three years to hit that many. So it's not something that you need to achieve all at once. Um, most of the wineries I mentioned this earlier, they're like about 30 or 40 minutes from downtown Charlottesville, but it's all easy drives. Um, one thing to be warned of with some of the smaller, more boutique wineries, they are often down very long, windy dirt roads a little bit far out. Mm-hmm. Um, the larger ones that are more like event venues, not so much, like they'll be right off of main roads, but just keep that in mind um, if you're going out for a full day. Also, there are a large variety of winery transportation companies that you can book, because of mm-hmm. course we don't want to drink and drive, you know, always promote visiting wineries safely. You can book wine tours, which if you're visiting from away, I would 
definitely recommend that route. A lot of the wineries don't have great cell service and they are far out. So I would not recommend relying on Ubers. I only, was going to ask that. Yeah. Was... Only use Uber if you're getting around within downtown Charlottesville. Good um, tip. Yes, definitely book with one of the transportation companies if you're going out. But of course, if you're only visiting like one, you're fine to drive. I mean, that I usually only go to one at a time. So um, they definitely do have parking. But as far as my favorites, okay, so I'm going to start with two of my favorite smaller ones, and then I'm going to recommend two of my favorite larger ones. So for the small boutique wineries, these are so fun and special to visit because, you know, oftentimes the owners live right on the property and you get to talk to them in the tasting room and you know they don't have these massive staffs so it's just a very intimate experience and you can learn a lot about wine by visiting the smaller ones. My first favorite is called Raynard Florence, Raynard-Florence. It's located in Orange County which is a neighboring county but um, it's not not a bad drive at all. It's pretty much main roads to get there. They have the most beautiful view that I have seen at any wineries. Their grapes grow down a hill and you can sit, they have a little pergola seating area right in the middle of the grapes and just enjoy the view and the mountains. And it's so sweet. And the owners have the cutest corgi in the world who will visit with all of the winery guests. Um, if you're going to Raynard Florence, I would recommend the Chardonnay there. That is my favorite of the wines I've tried. My other favorite small winery is called Glass House and I was actually just there last night. This is oh. such a cool spot. It's located in the small village of Free Union, also about 30 minutes from Charlottesville, but different direction. And Glass House, ladies, it literally is a glass house. It's a winery with a tasting room inside of a tropical greenhouse. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. So you get to sit um, and enjoy your wine surrounded by all these gorgeous exotic plants. Like they keep the greenhouse warm all year. So this is also a great one to go Ooh. to when you need some warmth and sun. In addition to the greenhouse itself, Glass House has an expansive outdoor seating area with a pond. So you could also enjoy your wine on the water. And you're already thinking like, this sounds incredible. Well, it's about to get better because Glass House also employs a chocolatier and they make their own chocolates for wine pairings. Oh, we love it. Um, at Glass House, they're actually home to my favorite Virginia wine of all. So this is a very high... Um, award, I guess. Uh, Signora wine at Glasshouse is my favorite white wine on earth. It's a blend of a few different white grape varieties and it has like an essence of pineapple in it. It's not super sweet. Like I don't like dessert wines or anything too sweet, but it's perfect for summer. It's just sweet enough, but all their wines are phenomenal at Glasshouse. Yeah. I'm I have to just, I have to pause. I mean, I looked it up. It is gorgeous. I mean, I love plants. This place is like you, like you, you nailed it. It's a greenhouse and I would live there. And it also looks like they have a bed and breakfast. They do. Yes. I this pool's wow. beautiful. Yes. The bed and breakfast up there is lovely. It be warned that like that location is very far out. So if you stay there, like you know, it might be a little tougher to get in town or, or hop around to other wineries because Glasshouse is a bit more of a remote location, but they do have a B&B. They also do weddings in the greenhouse, which like that oh, must wow. be amazing. That's incredible. So I'm assuming, I mean, just by looking at it, I feel like it would be pretty popular or like a top spot on people's lists. Do you have to get a reservation? You do not. Um, most of the wineries... I don't think are still doing reservations for groups. You do any of them, like if you're going with a bachelorette party or a, 
a work retreat or a really big girls trip, um, definitely call ahead if it's like groups of eight or more, if you want to do tastings. But if it's just you or a few people, um, most of them aren't reservation anymore. Some of them did go that way during COVID last year, but yeah. I think most have removed that for the most part. Oh my God. It's so weird to hear somebody say COVID last year. Like it's already <laughs> been a year. Crazy. I know. Um, let me move into my two favorite larger wineries. If you're coming to the area, I do definitely recommend visiting at least one large one and one small boutique one just to see, like I said, the difference in the vibes. My absolute favorite winery in the area of all is King Family Vineyards in Crozet. It's one of the largest ones. King Family has just the most beautiful mountain views and a gorgeous tasting room with lots of windows or they have also one of the biggest land parcels of any winery so they have like acres upon acres where you can sit out and picnic or enjoy one of their outdoor tables tons of space i'm definitely more of a white wine drinker but king family is one of the rare wineries where i truly like everything there like red white rosé you cannot go wrong the wine that I would most highly recommend is the Rosé, which is called Crozet, named after the town of Crozet, where the winery is. And Crozet is definitely one of the most popular wines in the area. It's just a true, like, great Rosé, like, not too dry, not too sweet, great for summer, but also good year-round. The best part about King Family is they do this special tradition in the summer months called Sunday Polo, where they have a um, polo club located there like with horses and they hold free polo matches in their field on Sundays. And it's totally free to come out and enjoy and watch polo. Wait, that sounds so much fun. And so like chic, you know, like, oh, I'm going to the polo game. You know? Isn't that awesome? It's such <laughs> a defining event for Charlottesville locally. And you can totally like, you can go casual, you can get dressed up to go. They sell wine and have food trucks. And every single year I've done at least one polo Sunday and made a full day of it with friends. And it's Aww, awesome. Fun. Question on like for prices, do you notice a difference? Like are the smaller ones more expensive? Actually, it totally depends small to large. I would definitely recommend when you're making your winery itinerary or, or if you're using a tour company when they're walking you through it, um, ask them what the price points are for glasses and bottles. Some of them are, you know, you can easily get glasses under 10 bucks, bottles under 20. Others, bottles could range 35 to 40. Glasses might be 15 to 18. And it really, it honestly, like it can be pricey at both small and large. It totally depends. Okay. Good to know. Yes. And then the last large one that I would like to recommend is Barbersville Vineyards, which is very close to Raynard Florence, which was the first one that I recommended earlier. So you could easily hit both of those in one afternoon. Barbersville actually is a fitting follow-up to your last question. It is probably the cheapest of the large wineries. You can easily find tons of wines there with glasses under $10, bottles under 20, but the quality of the wine is phenomenal still. They have so many at Glass House, or not Glass House, I'm sorry, Barbersville. And Barbersville is also one of the oldest wineries in the state of Virginia. It was founded in the 1970s. So it definitely has more of like a, an old school, very rooted and established vibe. And the design of the tasting room and the views actually look a lot like Italy. So if you want the Italian winery experience, definitely go to Barbersville. Okay, cool. And Barbersville, Barbersville Bargain. That's how I'm going to remember it. There you go. <laughs> have you been to Dave Matthews Winery? I have. Blenheim. Yes. Is it good? Um, it is good. It 
the vibe of the tasting room isn't my personal vibe as much. It's kind of like designed like a log cabin, like a little more like masculine and hipster vibes, if that makes sense. Um, so I tend to drift towards some of the other ones, but the wine is really good there. I actually, that's another one that I liked the red wines at, and I'm not normally a red wine drinker. Me neither. Is it touristy because it is owned by Dave Matthews? Not particularly, no. no. And do they play Dave Matthews? <laughs> Music? You know, they weren't playing him at all um, the times that I've been, but, you know, you'd think that they would. Maybe the staff yeah, was too sick of it. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Well, now that we are full from all the food, we're tipsy from all the wine, let's move into activities. So, Annalise, what are some things in Charlottesville you'd recommend someone to do when they're in town? Absolutely. So you should definitely explore UVA while you're here. Even if you have no ties to the school, the whole area is just beautiful and something important that you need to know. UVA is a bit of a unique public college and they have some interesting traditions and terms. UVA is not a campus, it is grounds. And the students and faculty will correct you if you refer to it as a campus. So that is something that I had to learn moving here a few years ago. But grounds is just beautiful. The rotunda is like the famous standout building that is just so beautiful and historic. And they just did a whole restoration project on it within the last five years. So grounds has never looked better. It's totally free to, you know, walk around and explore, take photos. I've done a lot of photo shoots for my blog on grounds just because it is such a lovely area. And UVA also has its own miniature downtown called the corner, which is where all the students go out. So they have kind of their own bars and restaurants and little shops, which I have to be honest, I'm not as familiar with the corner as I am with Charlottesville's main downtown, mostly because I'm not a student. And, you know, most of my friends were in our later 20s now, so we're not hanging out there as much, but it is cute to explore that area. And um, there's like a cute little bubble tea shop there and some coffee shops. There's another Bodo's location. So that is definitely fun to explore. I would also say take some time to walk around and explore all the local businesses on the downtown mall. I know we've talked about some of the restaurants, but there's so many unique boutiques and little shops. And it's great to see a downtown that still has so many thriving little businesses. Cause you know, sadly that's getting kind of rare in a lot of parts of the country these days. Um, and then finally, I would recommend um, spending a little time near the Ravana River. That's the river that runs through Charlottesville. It runs about a mile or two from downtown. There is a rental company where you can rent kayaks or tubes and go for a float and they will take care of all the logistics. So that could be really fun. Or there's also the um, Ravana Trail and the Old Mills Trail. Each trail runs on each side of the river, which would be lovely just to go for a walk on. Yeah, that sounds delightful. What about Monticello? Have you ever been to Monticello? I have. That is Thomas Jefferson's home. It is just an incredible location located way up high on a mountain that's right outside of the city and you get the most incredible views from visiting Monticello. They also do a really phenomenal job of, you know, acknowledging the fact that slavery was a part of day-to-day -day life there, but presenting it in a way that's solely historical, not at all glorifying it. Like I know there's been a lot of controversy with some of the Southern plantations and how they address that part of history. I think Monticello does a really respectful and important job with how they present it. Something really cool that happens at Monticello, I'm not sure if it's back on for this year, but um, I mean, through 2019, like every year this would happen. On July 4th, they do a 
naturalization ceremony. So people from Virginia that are becoming US citizens, they do the ceremony at Monticello and it's open to the public. And it's people from like, I think the year I went in 2019, there were like 60 different countries represented, people becoming citizens. And it's just the most amazing, wonderful way to spend the 4th of July. And the fact it's open to the public is so cool. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you made that disclaimer or like not disclaimer, but you called that out about, um, how they are historically recognizing yes. slavery versus glorifying it because I was almost like not afraid to bring it up, but I didn't know if it was like even still open. I went when we were, when I was like really young, but sure. Actually on this note, while we're discussing this a little bit more serious, one other thing that I would recommend you take a look at if you are downtown is um, the memorial for Heather Heyer, who is the woman that was tragically killed in the Charlottesville events in 2017. There is a little side street that goes off of the mall um, that they've named Honorary Heather Heyer Way. And there's a little memorial area for her that has been there, I think, well, at least as long as I've lived there. So probably since it happened in 2017, where people, they keep it updated with, you know, flowers and artwork. Mm -hmm. And it's just very moving to see that. Um, so if you are downtown, I'd recommend taking a look at that. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when we did our New York episode, it's like weird to say, or not like, Oh, I'm excited to go to the, the nine 11 Memorial, but like, it's something that like you could like should definitely check out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, as if we didn't have enough places to go. And I literally and just thought you froze. I was like, oh, she's frozen. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it takes me a minute to gather my thoughts. Um, as if we didn't have enough places to go visit, drink, eat. Let's move into the rapid fire round. It's rapid fire round. All right. Ready? Let's go. First question is what's the most Instagrammable spot? Instagrammable spot would be the I love Charlottesville mural in the Belmont neighborhood downtown. What's your favorite pizza spot? Oh my gosh, ladies. My favorite pizza spot just closed two weeks no. ago. They survived the pandemic and then they closed. Um, no. It used to be the College Inn, which was located in the neighborhood of the corner right by UVA. But my second favorite spot, which I guess is now my favorite, it's <laughs> actually about eight miles outside of Charlottesville, but it's very close to Pippin Hill, which is a popular winery called Dr. Ho's Humble Pie. Like weirdest name ever, but yeah. phenomenal pizza. Kind of like mellow mushroom vibes, but way better than mellow mushroom because it's not okay. a shame. Okay. I'm glad you said that because Dr. Ho is good, but it's a chain. Agreed. Um, and then, so you mentioned earlier, an, like you were going to talk about an event. So this, um, what's your favorite Charlottesville event? My two favorite events, one would be Polo at King Family Vineyards, which I mentioned earlier, which um, happens Sundays in the summer, provided there's no rain and it's free to go to Polo, which is so fun. Uh, my other favorite event happens at the apple orchard that we have here, which is called um, Carter Mountain Orchard. And it's literally on top of a mountain. You can drive all the way to the top. It's the mountain that's next door to the one that Monticello is on. So it's in that part of town. And um, Carter Mountain, they're open all throughout the year, not just during apple picking season. And they do in the spring and summer sunset series where they bring in like live bands and you can just sit on the mountaintop by the apple trees and watch the sunset. And they have food and beverages. 
it used to be a free event, sadly, since COVID, and they're continuing it this year. You do have to buy tickets now just so they can maintain capacity. But I think tickets are only five or 10 bucks. It's not crazy. I love that. What's your favorite coffee shop? Probably Seville Coffee. Um, they have a good tea selection. I'm actually a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker. And the decor in there, they have hundreds of mugs hanging from the ceiling, like on little lights. So it's just really cool. But with that said, Charlottesville is huge on local coffee shops. And I know my friends that actually are coffee drinkers, they like Shenandoah Joe and Grit a lot as well. Cool. What's the best wine and cheese spot? Tillman's on the downtown mall. That is their specialty wine and cheese. And it's a great first date spot. Cute. What's your favorite dessert spot? Ooh, um, probably hotcakes, which is like a breakfast, lunch and bakery spot. It's actually in one of the shopping centers. It's in the barracks road shopping center, pretty close to UVA. Their fruit tarts are divine, but they have a lot of other good bakery items as well. Wait, I'm glad that you asked that, Katie, because it just sparked something. Last night, I kept seeing this pie place. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? The pie guy. That's a good spot, too. Okay, so What's it's it worth called? it. I've... What, what was the it called? Pie? What was it called? Oh, the pie guy. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Pie guy's a food truck. <laughs> the pie <laughs> chest. You're thinking of the pie chest. Yes, and they have, like, sweet and savory cake or pies. Um, yeah, it kept coming up on, like, all the lists. Yes. Pie chest is, um, really fun as well. And great. Like, especially if pie is really your thing, that would be the best place to get a slice of pie locally would be the pie chest. Pie guy is a food truck, which you'll see at local events a lot, which does, um, Australian meat pies. So I got a little confused in my head. <laughs> What's in an Australian meat pie? Um, they do just like different varieties of ground meat and pastry, but I think it's more like the seasonings that they do are kind of interesting. Um, I've had them a few times, but you will see the pie guy at like every farmer's market, every concert with food trucks. Um, they're, they're out and about a lot. Can't miss that Australian cuisine. <laughs> um, this is going to be a hard one. I know. So you can give us a couple. What's your favorite local business? Probably Darling Boutique on the downtown mall. Darling is an upscale consignment shop. So they're very particular about the type of clothes they take. Like this is not Plato's Closet or Goodwill or anything like that. In addition to the secondhand clothing and shoes, they also sell jewelry, beauty products, and art pieces from local vendors or vendors throughout the state of Virginia. And the shop owner, Linnea, just does an amazing job of like, personal branding for the business. Like Darling probably has the best Instagram feed of like any brand I follow at all. Mm -hmm. And the, the inside of the shop, it's just very like Instagrammable and like bright and colorful in there. I also, I sell my clothes there at the end of every season. So if you want to shop my blogger closet, Ooh. Darling is the place to do that. Yes, we do. <laughs> you are the, such a fashionista. Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous of your closet. Um, and then last but not least, what is the number one place? What's the number one tourist trap? Number one tourist trap. I would probably say UVA grounds. I know that sounds pretty cliche, but UVA is kind of the lifeblood of this town and it's what brings a lot of people here and connects people and, um, probably taking your picture by the rotunda is what I would say. Okay. Cool. And before we wrap, what is your number one in general travel tip to share with our listeners? 
get TSA pre-check. It is a regret of mine that I waited 25 years to do that because um, going to school out of state, you know, I was always flying several times a year on school breaks and I would have saved a lot of time for a lot of years if I had gotten pre-check um, before, when did I get it? Like late 2019, so right before everything shut down. But um, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. And I also got global entry, which I can't wait to use. Hopefully yes. one one of these days when international travel resumes a little more. Yeah. I'm calling out TSA pre-check. It like, it's like 80 bucks or 90 bucks, but it lasts like five years, five years. Right. So, yeah, and it's just the, the amount of time that it'll save you. Oh, speaking of air travel, actually fun fact, Charlottesville does have its own airport, which a lot of people don't know. Oh. Small area. They offer flights from Delta American and United to like New York, Chicago, um, not a ton of places, but like enough hubs so um richmond or dc airports would be another option if you're looking for something a little cheaper but we do have an airport right here which is fun i was gonna ask how far away was dc not specifically like the one of the airports but how far away is dc from charlottesville dc proper is between two and a half to three hours depending a lot on traffic of course but to get to dulles airport since that's on the virginia side outside of dc dulles is like two hours exactly that's not bad All right. And where can our listeners find you on social media and plug your blog? How awesome. So my blog is Southern Bell and Training. You can find it and read it at southernbellandtraining.com. I am Miss underscore A-L-K. That's my initials on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, pretty, I guess, all of the social media. And then I have a uh, Southern Bell and Training Facebook page as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Annalise, for coming on. We really can't wait to come visit you. Um, I'm actually going to Charlottesville in September for a wedding. So I'm very happy we could squeeze this in. I'm going to try out all the spots. And yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. Can't wait to hear how you like it. It was great to talk to you, ladies. And that is a wrap on Charlottesville, Virginia. If you want more of Charlottesville, let us know who we should interview next. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to these podcasts. If you found any value in this episode, please share it with your neighbor, share it with your dentist, share it with the guy who fixed your computer last month. Next week, we will be in Washington, D.C. We've had a lot of requests for D.C., so we'll be interviewing Caroline Ponsetti from The Thrifty Spoon. She shared a lot of really great local D.C. tips. So definitely tune in next Tuesday. But until then, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in again. And sayonara. sayonara.